Numbers chapter 7, verse 7. Vayihi bayom kalos Moshe. And it was on the day of the inauguration or the completion, lahokim et hamishkon, to erect the tabernacle. Vayim shach oso, he anointed it. Vayikadesh oso, he sanctified it. Ve'et kol kelov, and all its appurtenances. Ve'shamizbeach, and the altar. Ve'et kol kelov, and its appurtenances. And then he repeated. Repeats by Moshe, by Shochem, he anointed them, by Yekadesh Osom, and he sanctified both grammatically. Focus on the word Kalos Moshe, by Yibayom Kalos, said with a patah, Kalos, instead of mm. it should have been in the in the that is it's close Moshe, it's the Con- it's the close of Moshe. It's the completion of Moshe. He's a, he puts it as a noun. Kalos. It's in the, with a pata. Should have been with a shvo. How, 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 how do we know? It's not written with a kalos. We don't. We don't. This I mean, is our you, tradition, right? Oh. So you start with the right. ambiguity. Right. The Mishnah in Sf- the, the Maseches Forum and the tradition is to have it with a pata. Okay. I can bet your bottom dollar that if you look at other manuscripts like the. Uh, um, uh, the Syriac and the very early uh, it would be with a Kalosk. Okay. And 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 now we have to midrashically interpret what is Kalos. So Rashi brings the Medrash Rava Yom Hakomas Hamishkan. That day of the um, completion and the erection of the Mishkan, you Yisrael kekala hanichneses lechupa, like a bride going into the chupa. So then, the midrashic imagination is that the mikdash is the wedding uh, canopy, chupa, right? And we know that from other midrashim that Pesach is kedushin and Matan Torah is nisuin and Sukkot is yichud, right? There's this metaphor of a marriage between the bride of Israel and Kalal Israel and God. So that's how the Midrashic imagination misinterprets in a very imaginative way Kalos Moshe, the problem with the grammatical, right? It should be in the construct. I shouldn't say subjunctive. It's in the construct. It should be Kalos Moshe and it's Kalos Moshe. Let's go back to that first word, Vayahi. And now... Vayahi. Yeah? Okay, now go to the Midrash on uh, the Midrash from Psikta. Now, Psikta <coughs> is slightly earlier than Midrash Rabba, okay? So we're talking about 5th century, all right? Psikta de Rav Kahana. These were lectures that Rav Kahana said on Shabbos, and then on Sunday um, they would be written up. So there's always a theme. So Rav, Rav Kahana says, uh, sorry. Every time it says you know bad stuff's happening. Why? God says to Abraham, kill your son. Right? It's always a tzora that's coming, some bad thing, if it uses the loshan of vayahi. So the question is, how do you, how do I know that it's a tzora? If you look at the word vayahi, you can split it up, no tarikon, it's a Greek way of looking at words to to explode them and find new meanings. They did that with Homer, and we are doing it here with Vayahi. You can split it up into what? Two parts. Fracture it. What does it say? Vai. Oh, vai. Vai means oive. 
Really? Aramaic. Vai. Okay. Right? And he is Yud God. So you could say, Vayihi, the Tsara here is God is wailing. What are you talking about? That's the opposite of the Pshat. Vayokma, Mishkan, and all the Nasiyan come and everything, they bring their gifts. It's a happy day. It's the inauguration of the Mikdash. What are you telling me? God is wailing. Oive, he's saying. God is saying, Oive, on the day that Moshe is Kalos, completes the temple, the, the Mikdash. That's the question that the Medrash says. If you're telling me that the word Vayahi is a Loshan Tzora, that it is a bad thing, Mi Omar Kan Vay. So who is the one saying Vay? Is it God? Is it Moses? Is it Klal Yisrael? Who's saying the Vay? Omar Rabbi Abba. So Rabbi Abba's opinion is, Kivyochel, Kodesh Baruch Hu Omar Vay. The Reboina Shaloylam himself <coughs> is wailing the day that the Mishkan is completed. The Reboina Shaloylam? Well, Kivyochel. What does the word Kivyochel mean? <coughs> I'm not allowed to say this because God is not supposed to have any kind of emotions. That's anthropomorphism. But Midrashik allows this, uh, uh, it's allowed, allowing itself, right, these anthropomorphisms in order to talk more about the relationship. If God is the bridegroom and we are the bride, there's a relationship. So I have to talk about emotions. Okay? Kavyocho. Like, I'm just projecting onto the divine. Right? As if to say the following. It is God that says vai. Now we dive into emotion. And the technique that Psikta uses is I can't tell you what is going to be said overtly. I'm going to bury it in a moshul. It's kind of a secret speech in those days. Meaning the Amcha won't be able to understand it. It's just a happy story. But you and I have to dig deep into the moshul. Otherwise, what do I need the moshul? I can go straight to the last two verses. Let's go to the last two verses. I can go straight to that. Because it says, Vai, hey, Yud, Bayom Kalos. So Am Yisrael says, I'm Mishkan Osu. I just finished the Mishkan and you're crying, Vai? I, can, well, I don't need this marshal. I can go straight to the Nimshal. Mm-hmm. You're asking me why I'm crying. So that you don't go back to your... Like you were murmuring before I told you build the Mikdash. Make me a Mikdash. Now I'm worried that you were busy with the Mikdash. What happened? You stopped murmuring. Now that you're going to murmur... You're going now, to go back to murmuring. Now you're finishing. Now you're finishing. Oh, right. Okay. So that's what the whole shot is. So he's, he's doing his advice sort of uh, in anticipation of bad things happening? Absolutely. Hasn't happened yet, but he's thinks He says, well, you were, you were complaining 10 times to me before. Yeah. And now I, I, I got you busy. Okay, make me a mikdash, right? Okay. Now the question you must immediately say is, then what's the purpose of the mikdash? What is the purpose of the mikdash in this mikdash? It didn't help. Uh, no, what's the purpose of it? Why did I tell you to do it? Oh, to stop you from murmuring? But it didn't help. You have a kid who's, cr- who's screaming at you. You go, here's some Lego. Mm-hmm. Make a house. He stops crying. He stops... Clufting. Purpose of the mikdash. I thought it says asuli mikdash for shachanti for sofa. Make me a mikdash so I can. Rotz hakadosh baruch hu dira betachtonim parshas noso. The medrash says right. God wanted a dwelling place and a footstool. Hadom raglov. It's a poskin to heal him. Hashem kisei shemayim b'hadom. All this theology that God wants to bring. Hashem cares if we're whining or not whining. What does he care? 
Yeah, all these philosophical questions. But this midrash is exploding at the moment of the high point of of the of the Mishkan. He's going oive, and they're going why oive? And he says because you. Yeah. Okay, why now we're going to insert a mashal? Why do I need the mashal? Now let's go and do the mashal in between. Rotanonis or Ishokatranit. Now, an Ishokatranit, as many can attest to, is a wife who's a clufter. She doesn't stop complaining. From morning to night, she's cheppering him, always complaining and criticizing. So, in response to that, the king says to her, Look, my darling wife, make for me a royal garment. Now, royal garments, if you just went through, watched last Sunday the, uh, in, uh, the, the wedding in London, right? You'll know that the royal garments are very, very complicated. They have wells, bells, bells and whistles. They have golden hems and blah, blah, blah. And the purpuria comes from the word purple in Greek. So it was dipped in a very expensive purple dye. So you know that this is going to take, what, months, maybe years. Call Yomim Shoysa Matrunasu Kubiyosa Purpuria as long as she was busy with that garment, lo maranunis or maranenes. She didn't complain. She's too busy with the teams, the seamstresses and the designers, and she has to go to Neiman Marcus and blah blah blah. She's not around. She's not complaining. After a while, gomra She completed the pulpiria. She finished it. And she has it laundered and brings it and prepares it for the king. The moment she walks into the court with this beautiful thing that she's been working on for months or years, <laughs> the king says, Oh my God, she's back. Wait a minute, my, my beloved king. My master, I just made you this most beautiful garment, and you're crying, why? You just got to understand, my darling. I fear that you may now go back to your complaining and your clufting. That's the marshal. Now, we can make of it whatever we want. I'm not sure that the nimshal is the same generation. It may be a later art scroll forming up of the marshal. The marshal is packs of power, secrets, protests, and stuff. Then when the Bala Nimshal comes, you, you always see it's reduced in its theological power. So let's hear the from up version. Kach, Animshal, Kach. Okay, so this is the explication of that fictional narrative called the Mashal. Every hour, Amishal came out of Egypt. There are a bunch of slaves and they're complaining. Exodus 15. Um, they're complaining against Moshe and Aaron. And you don't find any time when they were complaining. Is the rabbi giving a talk? 
I didn't see him. Okay. Uh, they didn't complain. Just text to me. Let me see what he said. That they didn't complain when they were building the Mishkan. They would stop complaining. What the rabbi text? She texts me all the time. Had a bunch of texts. Hello, Hello. Kippen, Shegomru es Mishkan. So now that they finished the Mishkan, Hitchel HaKadosh Baruch Hu So God says, Oy vey. Oy vey? Oh, yeah, like the king. So the, the function of the narrative of the king and his wife is making is ordered to tell us how it felt for God with his bride, who had made him a beautiful garment, well, not garment, but the Mishkan, and now they didn't complain once in the whole narrative of the Mishkan, no vayilonu, and suddenly he's worried, oy vey. So this isn't a happy time. It's a time of anxiety and fear that they are going to complain again. So my question is, what is the theological, the literary, and the semantic narrative of the mashal help us? We could have just started off by Yilachon Tzorah. What is Rabbi Abba say? Kaviyach Baruch says, Vai. How do I know it? Because Amishol goes to him and says, Amishkan, we made you and you said, Vai. Oh, I'm worried. Soveyachani. Shelo yachzeruvi. And you'll go back to your complaining. It's a very cute story. It's a cute mashal. What I'm interested in is the function. There is something very dark about that mashal that I need you to tell. What's so dark about this mashal? The darkness is the relationship, the dysfunctional relationship between the king and the queen. No one talks about that. It's assumed we're bad and God is good. We complain for no reason, for no reason. We're complaining for no reason. And he wants to get us off our back. Here, take some Lego and go and make a Mishkan. That'll get you off my back. That'll shut you up, right? That'll shut you up. Now, what is the radical theological implication? My colleague, the, the judge, told us yesterday, he had a very positive spin. What was your spin? Here, here, here. What was your spin on that? Why did God... While they were, while they were involved in the Vos Hashem, they're happy. So that was about happiness, right? What I want to suggest is, because the rabbi's here, what I want to suggest is relationship is dysfunctional. No king treats his wife that way. Here, take a Mishkan and build it. That'll shut you up. That's what he's saying. That's what he's suggesting. What kind of a relationship is So it's the opposite of Rashi. Rashi says she's like a khala that's going into the chub and yichud room. That's what Rashi's bringing the Medrash Rabbah. But Sikha has a very darker form. Any relationship between human and divine is fraught. There's always a one-sided power relationship. This is about power relationships. I need you off my back. Hey, go and do something. Why can't you relate to me? If I'm complaining to you, it's because I have a problem with you. Why? You're all powerful and I have no power. That's why I'm complaining. Or whatever reason we're complaining as Am Yisrael, it's because any relationship between the divine in transcendent and human beings is fraught with danger. And the Balamedrash can't tell you that. So he buries it in this mashal. This mashal buries that protest that what are you talking about? We have a relationship. Really? Really? We have a relationship with you? Where were you when this happened? Where were you? Why didn't you save our sorry little touch? Put on the air conditioning. Why? It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate for the power structure in a relationship is so powerful. When we are powerless and you are all powerful, we're going to complain because we have no rights. We have nothing. In fact, look what you did. You told us, I'm going to shut you up. Go and make a mishkan. Then the mishkan becomes the 
Lego toy reflection of two sides. One, I need you to shut up, go make a Lego toy. But the flip side is powerless. You made me, this Mishkan just reflects my powerlessness. Do you understand? Yeah. Now, he couldn't say that in a frum way. So the Nimshal comes in and says, ah, oh, we were just naughty. So he, he's worried that we're going to go back to being naughty. Really? It's the relationship between the divine and human beings. We are his bride. Is that how you're treating us? We can't talk about that. But in the fifth century, we were still in exile. The punishment didn't fit the crime. We are trying to make theological sense, albeit in this beautifully hidden way, of how is it possible that we're stuck in Golis because you didn't rescue us.